This episode is brought to you by Shopify. Forget the frustration of picking commerce platforms when you switch your business to Shopify, the global commerce platform that supercharges your selling wherever you sell. With Shopify, you'll harness the same intuitive features, trusted apps, and powerful analytics used by the world's leading brands. Sign up today for your $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash tech, all lowercase. That's shopify.com slash tech. Digitization is often cited as one of today's biggest supply chain imperatives, especially as brands seek to gain greater visibility upstream. But are these brands getting enough out of their data to improve production processes and product quality when necessary? I'm Glenn Taylor, business editor at Sourcing Journal, and I'm here with Michael Bland, Senior Partnership Director at Supply Chain Compliance Solutions Provider, Kima, to discuss how digitizing quality and compliance can help prevent product defects and supply chain risk. Michael, thank you for joining us today. Thank you. Great to be here. Absolutely. Well, let's get things started. In a seemingly never-ending era of supply chain constraints, how can higher quality data help brands soften some of the risks that are often tied within the supply chain? Well, uh, that's a great question, Glenn. I think to best understand how higher quality data can help, let's look at what happens right now without it, as most people don't have really high quality data. I think in some cases, it's not being collected at all. And if it is being collected by anyone, it's often being done on paper or at best with Excel or Word or email. Um, there was a study by Reuters that said 47% of companies at best still rely on Excel and only 22% had any initiative at all to put in place some advanced data analytics. Uh, but if you have someone going out there to collect it, it's probably being done by different people in different companies, in different countries, using different methodologies and reporting it in different ways. And this makes the data not comparable. It's not apples to apples. You have to be sure that when you're collecting data that you do it in a very consistent, accurate, fast and reliable way. So you should be using an application that's designed exactly for that. So Kima has a, a software suite called Kima One. And what this does is it ensures that it doesn't matter who collects the data. The brand or retailer can use their own QA staff or distribution center staff. They can empower factories to self-inspect. They can use a third party like Kima to send inspectors out to a factory. But it doesn't matter whoever is collecting it it's done in the same way. They use the same methodology. You can monitor exactly how it's being collected. Uh, the application forces you to enter all necessary data so you never have incomplete data. And it's all accessible immediately. Where do you feel like uh, brands are typically missing within that uh, the supply chain compliance efforts? What do they feel like, what do you feel like they should be doing today? Well, I, I talked about how like uh, an advanced like software solution brings you that visibility. And I think that visibility is missing, but because they can't see what's happening and they can't really send people out to the factories like they did before, it also creates this problem of trust and like kind of a lack of collaboration between like the retailers and, and the factories. Um, Factories have always had high demands of, hey, we need products now and we need them lower cost. And so, of course, quality suffers. That's just kind of the nature of supply chains. But when that happens and you, the brand gets poor quality goods, it hurts their business. So when you bring 
a software solution like Kima One, that's one of the things that it brings. It brings that visibility, it, but it allows you to keep some control, you know, trust, but verify. So I can see, even when I, I allow a factory to self-inspect, I see exactly how they're collecting it. It's controlled. They can't, hmm. um, you know, mess up and put the, put the data in in a wrong way. So it starts to build this collaboration. And then we have collaboration features. You know, while they're inspecting the goods, I can, if I want, monitor that, say, hey, I want you to check this also. And, you know, in real time, communicate with the people collecting it. So again, it, it helps build this collaboration. Um, we did a study um, where we saw that for clients that had adopted our Kima One software solution, comparing over 2021, so a full year now, versus when they didn't have it before, that they were able to have an average reduction of 48% less major product defects and a 50% savings in the time to manage their quality and compliance. So I think this can really help with the current situation we have now, putting something in place like that. So I'm glad you brought up that product defect stat because I feel like consistency is a huge issue, of course, when it comes to anything related to sourcing. And as more brands are looking into diversification in their sourcing processes, what steps should they take to really ensure that their quality control is up to speed and is consistent across all these new suppliers? What I would say is it's really important to have a very well-established QA process and system in place. And of course, you need to communicate that and train your suppliers. But if you just talk about the solution is I'm going to train them, well, they're people and they're, they're going to forget or they're going to make mistakes. So you also really need to have in place a system that helps you monitor what's happening with that production. Are they keeping my QA processes in place? And that's why having um, a kind of an advanced system that controls the methodology of data collection and the reporting is uniform and I don't have to spend a lot of time to analyze it. It's, it's already like analyzed for me uh, immediately. That really helps you a lot and you can see what's happening with these suppliers. I would recommend in the beginning, first three to six months, that you still implement a inspection of every production lot. But if you're collecting that data through a system, then you have three to six months of data and you can see, okay, all my new suppliers, which ones are the good ones? Which ones are, you know, medium? Which ones are, well, I don't know if I want to even use them anymore. If I do, we need to make some changes. You have that data then. And uh, if you put in place a program where it's factory paid QC, right? And then you let them know, hey, there's different tiers. And if you're having not any product quality issues, then we can do it in a different way. Maybe less inspections by third parties, more self-inspect, which is much, much less costly. You financially incentivize them to improve their quality and, and to make sure at least that they're maintaining high quality. Where do most product defects across apparel and footwear originate in the production process? And how can brands better pinpoint and mitigate? Okay. Um, when looking at apparel, we see most of the defects happening, uh, not really in the fabric stage, but more in the, maybe not in cutting either, but more in like the sewing stage, pressing and folding or any final detailing. Um, and so we see like untrimmed threads, stains, holes, stitching defects, that kind of thing. I think the real difficulty is how do I know how to utilize 
my budget of sending someone in to train a factory on those corrective actions, whether it's a third party or, or I send my own QA staff, which factory do I send them to? When do I send them? What do I train them on? Um, all of this is uh, something where utilizing an advanced software application like Kima One can, if you're collecting data from every production and you see all these defects, where they're happening the most, then you can see, okay, if I send someone in now to train on this specific topic at this specific factory or two factories, it will have the biggest impact in improving product quality. Uh, given all these current risks, what do you feel has held many brands back today, especially as they're looking to you know, digitize quality assurance and the compliance processes across the board? What's really been kind of keeping them from getting to that next level? Well, I think the biggest challenge that brands and retailers have in trying to digitize QA or, or compliance is not really a technical one, it's people. Um, there, there was a uh, quality 4.0 survey I saw by Boston Consulting Group and I think ASQ, American Society for Quality, that said 83% of the businesses reported they don't have the right people in place to digitize their supply chain. So uh, when we're talking about people, it's you have people in top management, you know, they need to justify this cost. Short term, you're asking them to spend more than they already spend on, say, some software solution. And they, it's hard for them to visualize the revenue gains and the cost reductions that it'll bring. So that has to be made really clear for them. Uh, but you also have people on the ground in factories and warehouses and distribution centers that you're asking to use some new software solution and maybe a different process, et cetera. You have people in the back office and they're gonna have to understand how does this software work? How do I, you know, I have all this data. Well, you could be data rich and information poor. If you implement a new system, it has to be something that's super intuitive, easy to use so that the inspectors, the back office staff, they, they like what's happening, you know, and, and mm -hmm. that it's being done by a company that really understands the challenges that they have. Great. Well, yeah, I mean, I feel like, Michael, uh, we've covered a ton of ground. So I just want to thank you, of course, just for being able to take time with us, take time with Sourcing Journal. It was an excellent conversation. And, uh, you know, as always, uh, great to uh, hopefully stay in touch. But uh, yeah, thank you Absolutely. again. Thank and you. really appreciate the interview here. My pleasure. Hey guys, it is Ryan. I'm not sure if you know this about me, but I'm a bit of a fun fanatic when I can. I like to work, but I like fun too. It's a thing. And now the truth is out there. I can tell you about my favorite place to have fun. Chumba Casino. They have hundreds of social casino style games to choose from with new games released each week. You can play for free anytime, anywhere and each day brings a new chance to collect daily bonuses. So join me in the fun. Sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VGW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus.